So the jury in the Michael Mattioli homicide trial has told the judge they are deadlocked. They called for the judge. The judge brought everybody in. They said, we are deadlocked. And the judge said, you know what? Um, We're going to let you continue to deliberate this. You need to go back in. You need to continue to work. And that's exactly what they are doing right now. They are back in the jury deliberation room. We are joined by Julius Kim, criminal defense attorney and managing partner at Kim and Lavoie. Thank you very much for being with us, Julius. My pleasure, John. So on the surface, what we know right now would seem to be good news for the defense, right? Because if they're deadlocked and they were to stay deadlocked, at the very least, Michael Mattioli lives to fight another day and he's not going to prison. I mean, how do you evaluate where we are right now? I think that's a pretty good assessment, John. If there's a, um, in order for a verdict to be received by the court, either it has to be unanimous. It has to be 12 jurors either agreeing that he's guilty or he's not guilty. And if uh, ultimately these jurors come back and say that they can't decide that they're deadlocked, then a mistrial would be declared. And then uh, they're kind of back to square one. And it's up to the state at that point in time whether they would want to reprosecute or retry the case. Um, I think your instincts are correct, um, that the fact they came back deadlocked is, in in my opinion, probably a decent sign for uh, the defense, uh, because in this particular case, there was not only the original charge of first-degree reckless homicide, but a second charge, or a lesser included of second-degree reckless homicide, was also kind of thrown into the mix, and they still have not come to a unanimous verdict, which, you know, at this point in time, it's all reading tea leaves, but it probably is a better sign for the defense at this point. Continuing to read those tea leaves, there was a bit the state uh, mentioned in their discussion with the judge prior to the jury instruction that the jury had not asked to see any of the exhibits. Is that a significant thing for the the tea leaf reading of this case and how the jury is going? Yeah, it, it's so hard to to you know figure out exactly what to want to a jury's mind. Most jurors uh, do um, want to see some of the evidence. They want things played back. They want to look at pictures a little bit closely. Uh, and but you know a lot of the facts in this case weren't really disputed. They've heard that 911 tape numerous times at this point in time. I think really this is just going to be a judgment call that the jurors have to make as to uh, whether. Uh, Mr. Mattioli's, uh, you know, actions were uh, done with a reckless disregard for human life, um, or whether, as the defense uh, you know, tried to argue in their closing arguments, this was an accident, and uh, unfortunately, Mr. Acevedo died because of a tragic accident. Attorney Julius Kim is with us. Julius, were you surprised that this did not take very long for them to say they're deadlocked? They debated, uh, deliberated, I should say, a few hours, and then said, we can't do it, and wanted to talk to the judge about it. Yeah, a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, in all the trials that I've done, um, when we have a deadlock jury, it usually takes, you know, uh, longer than this, longer than four hours. You know, it could be, a, you know, a day or two or three before a jury finally comes back and says they're deadlocked. And again, this is all reading tea leaves, but that suggests to me that there are a lot of strong feelings, a lot of strong opinions one way or the other, and that people aren't willing to budge. People are kind of digging in uh, back in that uh, jury room. So um, the fact that they came back this soon and saying that they're does kind of suggest that, um, in my mind, that there's some strong feelings and strong opinions back there. How does how long does the judge let this go on, and how does he determine whether they're truly irrecoverably deadlocked or he should let them go back? 
yeah, it, it's a judgment call. And, um, you know, I've, I've, the instruction, the special instruction that the judge gave to the jurors to go back and, and not to be obstinate, not to be stubborn, to be open-minded, uh, to come to a decision, because if they don't come to a decision, then another jury is going to have to come to a decision on this case. And a lot of time and effort's been put into it. That's not uncommon to give that particular instruction. And I've had trials where that instruction was given two, three, even four times um, before. But at some point in time, um, you can almost read it on the jurors' faces. Um, you could almost read it on a foreman. A four person's going to be picked, and you know they might inquire from that person whether they think they're just hopelessly deadlocked. And then usually the judge will will take a cue from that. But they're not going to give up on this this easily. They're going to let this go on for a, a few days, in my opinion. The judge or the defense in this case requested a modification to the uh, instruction, the standard instruction, before. It was uh, read out in form. Is that something you've uh, dealt with in your career as a defense attorney, The asking for that standard statement to be modified to the jury? Absolutely, because um, you never know exactly how the evidence is going to come in uh, to a case and what issues end up being more important uh, than others. And so, uh, or, or strategically, you might want to kind of sit back and, and wait to ask for an instruction um, at, the, at the last minute. Um, they did ultimately, you know, ask for this defense, self-defense slash defense of others uh, instruction to be read to the jury, uh, which we thought, you know, might happen because it's just another out. It's just another option uh, that the jurors can kind of hang their hat on uh, from a defense perspective in order to uh, acquit Mr. Mattioli. The state also asked for a, a lesser included offense of second degree reckless homicide also. And, and that kind of suggests in my mind that the state recognizes that maybe it's not kind of an open and shut case uh, and that uh, giving the jurors a, a, another option to uh, convict uh, might have been necessary based upon the evidence. I know we're all reading tea leaves here, but it would seem on the surface to not be great for the prosecution's case that they rolled the dice and included the lesser included, which prosecutors never want to do, but they do occasionally. And still, after a short period of time, they came back deadlocked. How would you read that? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, usually if they're having a hard time uh, uh, deciding between uh, uh, the original charge and a lesser included charge, uh, it would take a little bit longer um, to before they come back and, and decide that they're going to be deadlocked. So. You know, my gut feeling is that, you know, maybe some people just feel like this wasn't a crime uh, and are leaning towards uh, an acquittal uh, and that they can't decide on, on first and second degree, but whether he's guilty of anything or not. Again, this is all reading tea leaves. I, I have no idea what's going on back there. It's, it's all guesswork. I'm pretty confident, though, that one way or another, they're going to come to a verdict um, by the end of today, though, just because it's a Friday jury. It's a Friday verdict. And, I, and usually... Uh, the jurors decide, we'll decide something on a Friday. So if they say, no, we've made progress, you know, a couple people switched, could he send them home for the night, late tonight, and bring them back tomorrow? Absolutely. And that's what normally happens. And they can decide whether they want to, usually they can decide whether they want to deliberate longer. Normally, business concludes around 5 or 5.30 in the Milwaukee County Courthouse. Um, and uh, usually judges will cut off deliberations at that time. But there have been occasions where jurors would say, give us a little bit more time. We're, we're close. You know, uh, we want to we spend the extra time rather than have to stretch it out past the weekend and, and to come back on Monday morning again. Um, but that's happened, too. Uh, and sometimes jurors will agree to come back the following Monday because there's just too much tension or they just want to clear their head or, or just revisit it on, on Monday again. What is Michael Mattioli doing right now? Where is he held? Are his attorneys with him? Is he by himself? What typically is going on right now? Yeah, he's, he's out of custody. Um, so 
typically, uh, the lawyers in this situation, if their office is close to the courthouse, and and Mr. Hart uh, and Mr. Paul's office is close to the courthouse, they, they all might be back at their office. They might be hanging on the courthouse, um, especially since the jury already came back and, and kind of showed their cards a little bit. So they might be hanging around in the cafeteria. They may be hanging around the hallways. Um, you know, there's, you know, I've, been, I've played Candy Crush before. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of pass the time as, as best you can. And um, there's a lot of tension. I, I kind of equate it to, um, you know, when uh, as a father, as a dad, you know, when you're waiting for that first child to be born and you're standing nervously outside the delivery room. It's kind of that sensation. It's nothing like it. Julius Kim is a managing partner at Kim and Lavoie, one of the best in the business here in southeast Wisconsin. Julius, we've appreciated your perspective all week. Thank you so much for making time for us. My pleasure. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend.